Tea Time, Midlife Edition. It's not a coffee break. It's tea time. Slow down. Relax. It's your turn. Welcome, 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 welcome. Turn the tea kettle on. Pick your favorite tea. Grab your favorite teacup. Let it steep. Add what you will. Find a cozy spot. It's tea time. Midlife edition. Welcome to Tea Time Midlife Edition. I'm your host, Regina Young, and today we're talking with Lorraine LaPointe. Welcome, Lorraine. How are you? I'm fantastic today, Regina. How are you? <laughs> Very great. Now, I am I'm so excited to be with you. I know that we met on Clubhouse mm -hmm. and you are from Canada. What? <laughs> yeah, that little place north of the border. <laughs> Absolutely. I am so excited to be in conversation with you because you are a person that is speaking about relaunching yourself like in midlife. Before we get started, what kind of tea are you drinking? Oh, I have a London fog, but it's not your typical London fog. I have a London fog made with something called cardamom tea. Ah, very nice. Cardamom, huh? Yeah, who's it by? Uh, it's Serge, 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 you say it. <laughs> Looks like Serge, um, Serge to me. <laughs> Serge, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a spiced black tea, but it's spiced with cardamom. Oh, my and goodness. It, and I, I don't know. I guess I just love it. it usually you make um, London Fog with Earl Grey tea, which I also love. But oh. um, I've just started making it with this cardamom and it is absolutely fabulous. How'd you come across <laughs> it? Because I don't hear that usually very often. No, a friend of mine uh, bought it at, at one of our local stores. I don't know if you guys have the Loblaws chain down there or something like it. But... Not, not in the U.S., no. Yeah, you probably have, I mean, <laughs> you probably have something similar, um, but she, she bought it and she wasn't sure whether she would like it or not, but she bought a, this box of tea and, and she was just drinking it as regular black tea, but she found that she was, it was her go-to tea all the time. Yeah. And, and then she loves London fogs. And then one day I was making her a London fog and instead of doing the Earl Grey, I just threw in the cardamom. And she said, oh, my God, this is fantastic. <laughs> wow. But it was just one of those nice little mistakes that we've kept up ever since. Oh, very nice. Well, today I'm drinking chamomile tea. Now, I know yeah, I love chamomile. Some days you just need a little bit of, uh, let's say, calming down. But really, chamomile is actually known for having uh, anti-inflammation properties, which a lot of people don't know, and it helps with uh, weight loss. But check with your herbalist and doctor to make sure this fits in your health regimen. So today we are talking about relaunching the second half of life. Huh. Now, before we go even further than that, 
Lorraine, tell us about yourself. So um, I am a mindset wellness facilitator specialist, and I love to help women um, who wake up one day going, you know, what's next for me? Mm-hmm. Is this all there is? You know, most of the time they've either, uh, you know, they've given and given and given, given in, given up, gone along for the benefit of others for most of their lives, you know? That defines a lot of moms, right? <laughs> but, but these gals have given too much to too many for too long. And mm. in the process, feel like they've lost themselves along the way. And they wake up in midlife and they suddenly, they suddenly go, what's next for me? Their heart starts to call and they have, they, they, they have a message. They have gifts and talents they want to share with the world. And so I help them rediscover who they are so that they can relaunch their life in the way that they choose. And quite often that results in new relationships, new new connections and a much deeper sense of trusting yourself. Uh, very great. Now, I know that you had a career before this career and you were a, is it principal of a school? You're a teacher? Yeah, I was. I My original career was teacher of special needs children. And throughout my career, I taught many different groups. And then the last half of my career, so I relaunched my career midway through um, as a principal. So oh. I went from teaching in the classroom, like leadership there, to leading in the building and uh, loved that position. So, oh, yeah. and that, that makes sense. Uh, you're actually helping women relaunch into midlife. I mean, you're teaching one way, teaching another way, and coaching women to get to the next level. Well, how did you uh, become a hypnotherapist and how did you start coaching? Oh, can I tell you the story about that? Absolutely. So I need to back up a little bit. In in my 40s, um, there, there was a time when both of my parents were diagnosed with terminal illnesses mm-hmm. within a couple of weeks of each other. And it was a really difficult time. I was a very busy principal with very big schools, lots of demands. And at the same time, I became my parents' parent, really, mm-hmm. as they declined through palliative care. And I also had my own household to run. And so you can imagine that that, that was quite stressful. Um, And one of my good friends helped me find a non-judgmental therapist and coach, and she was a hypnotherapist. And what she helped me do was to break my life into pieces. So when I was at work, I focused 100% at work. When I was with my parents, I focused there. And when I was at home, I got to focus on me and and my household. And then when when my parents passed, she helped me through the grieving process. And then afterwards helped me put everything back together again. Mm. And I remember the thought, you know, I want to be able to do this for people. I want to be able to help them relaunch their life. Because that's what she helped me do. Wow. And 
Yeah, so that's why I became a hypnotherapist. And hypnosis is so much more than like people know about quit smoking and they know about weight loss and and they are most often familiar with hypnosis on stage where people bark like dogs and cluck like chickens. Honestly, <laughs> unless you want to, <laughs> I really don't. I really don't see the point. Um, but hypnotherapy helped me to get through some very difficult times and to heal myself, and mm. that's what I help others do. That is brilliant. I could totally understand. And um, the reason why I say I could understand because I actually moved back from New York to be with my parents and mm. to help my father and mother get complete. And, you know, they lived a fabulous life. I, made, I was a contribution to the very end. And there was nothing missing or nothing there left to say when it was complete. So I can understand when you're being a contribution. And then you have the task of building your life after that. It's life before that and life after that. So. Yeah, see, there's an example of relaunching your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And waking up one day after it's all all the the muck and the chaos and the and the pain and the difficulty and saying what's next for me. A absolutely. Uh, how do you know when it's time to relaunch? I, I got that... Uh, there is, you know, your parents can be an indicator, but what about internally for yourself? I think anytime you have what I call an awakening mm. um, and you hear that, that desire to do something different in your life, um, you know, most of our lives are spent doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, 60 or 70% of our thoughts every day are exactly the same as the ones we had before. <laughs> but there Fair comes, to say. <laughs> yeah. And in some ways, good, because if we had all new thoughts all the time, we'd be a little over the edge. But there comes a time when I think, especially for women, where life shifts, there's a transition point kids move out, yeah. your spouse your spouse is no longer for one reason or another, or your job changes, or it, you retire, or there's some shift point, and suddenly you're asking what's next. Yes. And that's when you consider relaunching. Uh, it's a call, it's a heart calling. My company is Head Heart Synergy, yes. and that's really, that's really why I called it that, because the relaunching of your life happens when your head and your heart are, are not quite in alignment. In line. Yes, very yeah. true. Yeah, and most people consider that during midlife, but, uh, uh, and, and it's not a number. So it's not like, oh, I'm 40, now uh, it's time to relaunch, I'm in midlife. No, 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 no. For me, I the way I got to the point where I was like, 50, 52, all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, who I was in the past no longer fits who I am right now. Yeah. And there's a space and a place that I have to discover newly who I'm going to create myself to be. And ideally we have that choice every day. I mean, every day we wake up on the right side fair of the to grass. Say. Fair, fair, to, fair to say, fair to say. But it's not always that easy to shift our mindset from who we've always been to who we actually are. Oh, and for, absolutely. And for some of us, it takes a little 
soul searching, let's say, to reconnect, to rediscover our inner essence, our inner core, because we have a lot of noise, a lot of negative, toxic chatter Absolutely. in our brain. Absolutely. That needs to get dialed down in order for us to find and to hear that still, quiet voice about who we truly are. Talk a little bit more about those inner voices, because uh, that space and that place actually definitely keeps people, myself sometimes, from moving forward and taking actions on things I want to do, but there's something in the way and say more about that. So, okay, um, I'll, I'll start with a little bit of a, a, a historic view. We have these, we have these hesitations, these saboteurs, I call them, because they're, they're natural um, and they were implanted and built and developed thousands of generations ago. Because if we stepped out of our cave without taking a pause, there were things that might eat us. Yes. <laughs> and so these, these voices that be careful, uh, don't do that. Look, you know, are you sure you can do that? You know, uh, or, or perhaps you're not enough. Perhaps you're not good enough. Perhaps you're not smart enough. Like all these negative voices, they're actually protectors. However, what they were protecting us from thousands of years ago doesn't exist anymore. And what they were protecting us from when we were babies and small children is no longer relevant as adults. So it was okay for a, a voice to say to a two-year-old, be careful, don't touch that stove. Who do you think you are? You're not big enough to do that. You know, all those, those yes. kinds of voices. But when those voices are saying that and you're 50, I'm sorry, you're not a child anymore. You are big <laughs> enough. You are big enough. You are enough. You are smart enough. Absolutely. You are capable. And you can be at choice. But so many of us, those those neural pathways are preset. Yes. And they we practice them over and over and over again to the point where we hardly even notice that that is a choice. Yes. So what I help people do is shift that. Shift from that negative, toxic, all that crap. Yeah, <laughs> it's so automatic, right? And when, and when we're not noticing that it's automatic is when it has the greatest influence over us. Mm. We don't give ourselves pause. We don't give ourselves a moment to reconsider things or to look at things from a different perspective. And so that's what I, I show uh, my clients how to do is how to make that switch in their mindset mm. so that they are at choice. They can dial down those or tame those toxic voices. And people say, oh, I won't admit to having voices in my head. Well, let me tell you, if you're a human being, you've got voices. There isn't a human alive that doesn't. So, you know, what, what, what one thing uh, I was at a seminar and they said, stop talking and listen. That's the voices in your head. Yeah. <laughs> And some people have them very loud and and they're like in your face, but they're in your head. Yeah. Um, and other people have them. They're very subtle. And 
for for example, we all, every culture and every human being has what we call the judge saboteur. Oh. So it judges yourself, it judges others, and it judges your circumstance. Mm. Um, for some, the judge is nasty and like and awful and and coarse and who the hell do you think you are that kind of thing like really really nasty and they're always shrinking from it and always trying to guard themselves from it and for others that voice is like mine mine is subtle and slimy and sneaky and mm. you know but just as insidiously difficult to deal with wow so if you're saying that that saboteur uh, are there any other saboteurs there or is it just being the judge yeah, the, jury the critic <laughs> well the critic is the one we're all familiar with the judge yes. <laughs> they're actually um the research the stanford research uh of my partner shazad um shows that there are actually 10 in total oh. so everyone has a combination a different profile of the 10 saboteurs and one of the first things i do with clients is i help them see what their profile is because when you it's kind of like when you're trying to find an enemy that you can't see yes. if you don't know what your profile is if you don't know which of the 10 saboteurs are currently active or most active in your life mm. you can't you can't dial them down Fair, For, fair, can I give fair. you can I give you an example of that? Please. So I have a very active hyperachiever. And I'm very typical in that society goes, oh, hyperachievement, that's really good. No. High achievement is really good. Hyperachievement, however, so the difference between a high achiever and a hyperachiever. So a high achiever achieves something and celebrates their win absolutely and allows themselves to celebrate with others it's kind of like winning you know um the one that comes to mind is the olympic the olympic gold and you celebrate and it and and that celebration goes on for a long time and it's a real accomplishment yes however if you have a hyper achiever as one of your main saboteurs the lie it tells you is, oh, you'll get to celebrate when you do things really well, but it never lets you celebrate. Yes. It's achievement after achievement after achievement, and nothing is ever quite good enough. Well, you got 90% on that test, but what happened to the other 10%? Yeah. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're good, but you're not the best. Um, it's all of that piece uh, when you when you do accomplish something, that hyperachiever goes, you know what? They're not really celebrating your win because you you're not you're not quite good enough yet. Yeah. You need to do more. You need to do better. You need to do, and it's that it drives the person to the point where nothing in life is good enough, and everything will be good tomorrow or better tomorrow. I call midlife, it's, it's like a midlife crisis, you know, when people say midlife crisis. Well, I don't believe midlife is a crisis. I, not at all. An, I not believe it's all. an awakening. Absolutely. But, it, but it's also an awakening to the fact that many of us are driven by our hyperachiever. 
And that's just number two of 10. Yes, I can totally understand. That is kind of like a perfectionist and a perfectionist never finds peace and never quite good enough. And, and I could see how that would be a, a true saboteur. And yeah. there's, there's just nowhere to win. <laughs> bottom line, and, nowhere to win. And that's number three. That's, we call it the stickler. Uh-huh. It's a nitpicky, it's that nitpicky perfectionistic, yeah. How do you overcome that? I mean, because that's being a saboteur, you know, we're, 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 we're masterful it, but, you know, is there something we can do now to start to notice and overcome it? So, yeah, they're, they're called inner sizes. The, um, I don't think I've heard are, that before. I, you know how we do exercises to strengthen physical muscles, you know, yes. weights or whatever? Absolutely. Well, we, we can do inner sizes to strengthen our self-command. We can do inner sizes to make that shift in our mindset. So give that me, give me can an I example. Give you one? Yeah, because okay. I'm not quite getting it. I'm not finding it. Yeah, I don't see it. Look. So I'll give you one that um, quite often um, gets missed. I'll get. I'll give you that one. So okay. for for a lot of people, they take hearing for granted. You know, we hear or we don't. So what I invite our listeners to do right now is just to take a pause and to listen, or actually just take a note of how you feel and pause and take a listen for the sound that you can hear that's furthest away from you. For some, it may be traffic. For some, it may be wind in the trees. For some, it may be kids playing. It could be anything, dog barking, whatever. And then when you have the sound that you think is furthest away, bring an an awareness of the sound into you and listen to the sound that's closest to you. And for many, they would have taken a deep breath then and noticed for the first time in perhaps even years that you can hear the sound of your own breath. And so if you didn't hear the sound of your own breath, I invite you to do that now. Just take a deep breath in and out. And now notice how you feel. And although this is, we've just done this one and it's just been very simple and it's only been a few seconds, what you've actually done is switch the neural pathways in your brain from the toxic saboteur area into the prefrontal cortex area where, where your self resides, that what we call the sage mind. And it's calmer and it brings it to your body because our body is always present and never lies. And so inner sizes are designed to move you into the moment, into your body, where you can gain perspective, where you can gain, I call it calm, confident, in control. So there's one example of a very simple inner size that you can do anywhere, anytime, And I would recommend, as I do to my clients, 
you know, as often as you can think of it during the day, just give yourself a few seconds to focus on your hearing. Just stop. Stop and pause. And pause and take a breath. And wow. so many so many people say to me, ah, oh, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I'm this, I'm that. That's the saboteurs. Got it. They do, they do not want you calm, confident, and in control because then they're not. Oh, oh, there you go. That's it. <laughs> I understand. So what is the first step you can take to get ready to relaunch because I really got that relaunching the second half of your life. You know, you, you launched the first half of your life. You know, you went from, you know, high school launched into, you know, college and then, you know, into your career. And what's, what's some of the first steps we can take to relaunch the second half of our life? So I would invite anyone who is entering the second half of their life. It happens almost automatically because the chemistry of your brain actually changes. In mid forties, our brain chemistry changes and makes us start to be more aware of our legacy, start to be more aware of, of the fact that we've gone past the first half and we're, we're <laughs> approaching the second, um, the second half. But the first step is awareness. Mm. The first step is noticing that there is something in your life that feels out of place or that it's missing or there's this need, desire, drive to do something different, do something more. And when you hear that calling, so many people dismiss it. They get busy, they get distracted or they immediately dismiss, you know, I could never do that. Well, as soon that's the saboteur. I could never do that. Oh, what would people think? There's a saboteur. Wow. (laughs) But notice what you're being called to do because it's your heart that's calling. Mm. Your mind is negating it. The saboteur is in your mind. Mm. Listen to your heart. Absolutely. So how can people get a a touch with you, Lorraine? I mean, this is powerful. And I, 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 I understand. I've been living every step of everything you've been saying so far, like out loud, you know? So how can people get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is to email me. Just just email me at support at headheartsynergy.com. Got it. Um, the other way is through my website. You can go to lorrainelapointe.ca because I'm in Canada. Yes. If you go to .com, you end up in a strange place. So don't go to .com. Go to <laughs> LorraineLapointe.ca um, and you can get a hold of me that way. Um, or you can just Google me and Google will take you to my website or to, I've got lots of websites and programs, so it'll take you there. Oh, great. Uh, it has been my pleasure speaking with you, Lorraine. And you, your website is LorraineLapointe.ca dot ca is that correct correct oh that's great well i look forward to talking to you again and wishing you well thank you cheers it's tea time midlife edition <laughs>